You're listening to the Fearless Business Podcast. You're in the best place to learn about how to grow a business, get more clients, and make more money without fears and limitations. All while having fun in the process. Robin Waite is the founder of Fearless Business, a business accelerator helping coaches, consultants, and freelancers double their income and more. This is Fearless Business, and this is Robin Waite. If you think about somebody like David Beckham, who is um, probably, in my opinion, one of the best footballers in the world, um, or has been one of the best footballers in the world, um, he, when he was um, six, he started doing keepy uppies, and by the time he was nine, he managed to do consecutively 2,003 keepy uppies. Now I can barely do three, so let alone let alone 2,003. Um, so uh, when when he then managed to achieve that, uh, and quite rightly, he he was a bit bored, so he turned his hand then to um, to doing free kicks, and his coach reckons that by the time he was 18, he'd taken somewhere in the region of 50,000 free kicks. And what's interesting about this is, if I were to ask you a question about anything to do with business, so um, whether it's uh, like how often you updated your pricing, for example, is going to be the obvious one for this particular webinar. And by the way, this is going to be about 30 to 40 minutes. Um, if you've got any questions, like by all means, drop them into the um, either the Facebook um, live chat if you're watching this on Facebook or jump onto the, um, the Zoom call. Um, if we have time, I'll get, actually get you up on video. You can ask your question live. Um, but do, do drop your, your questions, comments or whatever into the, um, into the chat box or the comments box in the Facebook group. But when it comes to pricing, I can almost guarantee that pretty much all of you who are watching this or listening to this um, will update your prices maybe once a year or twice a year. Okay. And we all remember David Beckham's like, you know, when he, he swung that free kick into the top corner against Greece, I can't remember which world cup it was at, but you know, it's, we, we all remember that. Um, but fundamentally the only reason why he managed to, to do, to do that was because he practiced 50,000 times. He missed an awful lot and got it wrong. He got a lot of no's. Uh, so what I mean by that is he missed an awful lot in we get rejected if we get our pricing wrong and I fundamentally all down to mindset so um, think about it this way um, if you are if you're if you're making a decision in your business right now there will be things that are going right but there will be things that are going wrong and what I've noticed is that 80% of entrepreneurs or business owners make decisions based on the things that are going wrong and that then compounds things. So they either don't make a decision after that. When something goes wrong and we make a decision, we either then just don't make a decision um, or we continue to compound it by making more wrong decisions because it's based on, it, it comes from a position of fear. Okay. So hence the reason why like fearless business. So, um, Imagine that something's gone wrong. You make a decision, like you're operating from a position of fear because, you know, fight, flight or freeze has kicked in because something has blown up in your business. Okay. That's never a good place to make a decision from because you're likely to make an incorrect decision. However, if you, um, and this is what 20% of entrepreneurs do, and I would say the more successful entrepreneurs out there, they tend to make their decisions 
based on the vision they've got for the future, right? I hope that kind of makes sense. So when you make decisions in your business, it should be based on the future vision that you have for your business, not your current circumstances. Because the likelihood is that there is something wrong with the current circumstances in your business, okay? Fundamentally, like you, if you need more clients, if you're not making enough money, if you're working all hours under the sun, um, and like most of the people I work with are, are incredibly bright people, like really intelligent people. They love delivering their products or service to their clients. They love helping their clients. They, they get great results for their clients. But most of the people I work with end up like, or before we work, work together, they're earning like 25 grand a year, which is less than the national average. They, they'd actually be better off going out and getting a job. And yet for some reason, we want this autonomy. We want time, freedom, financial autonomy. Um, in, and, and we stick with it. Um, but fundamentally, what I've noticed is, I mean, we work on three core pillars, actually, in, in fearless business. So I'm going to run through those in a second. But fundamentally, um, you've got to be brave with your pricing. It's the one thing that is going to make the biggest immediate impact with your business. Okay. So I know a few of you, obviously, I'm sharing this into, my, um, into the Facebook group, Fearless Business Academy. Um, a number of you will probably know uh, who I am and what I do, but um, just just in case you haven't, and uh, just in case we haven't met before or had the pleasure of meeting before. Um, so I've written five books. Uh, I know there's more there, but one's a workbook, one's a Spanish translation. Uh, so I'm, 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 my books are in two different languages. I've had well over 600 reviews now across all my different books. Online business startup has sold tens of thousands of copies. Uh, Take Your Shot is slowly heading that way. Um, if you would like a free copy of Take Your Shot, by the way. I've got plenty of copies of these in the office. If you haven't read Take Your Shot and you would like one, just drop me a message. I'll find a way of getting a copy to you. It's complimentary. Like so many people have said how much this book's helped them. So, you know, do just ask me for, for a copy of the book. Like it's really no trouble at all. Um, cool. No questions yet, but if you've got any questions, do shoot them in. Um, I'm keeping an eye on both, both the chat on Zoom and also the, uh, the comments in the Facebook uh, group as well in the live. Um, so just to also give you a bit more of a background. So um, I ran a marketing agency for 12 years um, and then I set up Fearless Business, the Fearless Business Accelerator back in 2016. We've had well over 100 clients through the program. Um, we've got currently about 40, uh, 40, 40 plus people enrolled on the program going through the 12-week accelerator. So in terms of what the accelerator actually is, um, we actually focus on three core pillars. So pricing is one of them. So I'm going to go deep on pricing today because I really strongly feel that this is um, this can this can help your business. Um, but there's there's also two other um, core pillars that we work on. So I'll just run through it very briefly. Just this is just so you get the context. Um, it's not really a sales pitch as such. It's just about context. So the first um, core pillar is product architecture. So we want to make sure that your your business is well optimized. You've got great products that create um, sustainable recurring revenue for your business. Um, there's no point, like most business owners I see are just all about, you know, um, and I'm going to talk about this a bit later on. They're all about getting more clients. But if you're sending more clients into a business, which is slightly broken, it's no good. It doesn't really help much. So um, we make sure that your offer is absolutely nailed right from the word go. And we can help you do that, like refine your offer and make it better, get you better at um, articulating your value. Um, we obviously pricing is a major part of what we do. And actually when we, when people get pricing, when they understand like what we're talking about, so far as pricing is concerned, um, this is where the quickest 
return on investment comes from in pricing. Okay, that's why, that's why I'm doing this webinar today uh, and talking you through this. And then finally, we then look at lead flow. So lead flow is a little bit around marketing, generating more leads for your business. Um, but fundamentally, it's about cr um, reducing the friction in your whole sales process. Okay, so we do a couple of cool things. Like on the, on the calls, the weekly calls, we, we will um, uh, do, do sales role play. So we'll be, um, I'll become my client they will give me, uh, they will become their most awkward like prospects and they'll throw objections at me. And then we just go through this really fun process of kind of handling those objections and concerns and kind of educating their clients and finding better ways of articulating their value rather than kind of like jumping down, you know, doing feature selling basically. Cause most people want to show all of their shiny like toolkit, but they don't necessarily talk about the amazing results, which they create for their clients. Um, like I said, that, that um, we have a 12-week uh, business accelerator. So if you're interested in that, just come and ask me. It's driven by um, an online portal and a workbook, group accountability. We have two weekly calls. We have a product and pricing and lead flow call. We also have a, um, a mindset call as well on a Monday because most people struggle with Monday. So Kate, one of my coaches, um, does the Monday mindset just to get people G'd up and ready for their week. Um, but fundamentally, what we want to do is we want to be getting you to a point whereby you're earning more revenue, uh, therefore, you're taking home more money. Um, you're better at business. You're better at articulating the value which you can deliver to your clients. And we can get you there like so fast. We can get you to that point within the 12-week program rather than you having to kind of work this stuff out for yourself, okay? You know, I've been in business for like close to 20 years. Um, I, I'm not suggesting there are shortcuts, but I know that there are better, more efficient ways of getting to the end result. So you can all, you can all achieve this with your businesses, Okay, you can all get to that point whereby you're earning double or treble your your revenue, um, you know, without um, without having to work more hours and without having to do more marketing. You can do this all of this stuff better. Uh, we work predominantly with service client businesses. So what I mean by that is anybody who charges time for money. So we take them out of charging time for money, get them shifted into delivering results, uh, which typically um, uh, is consultants, coaches, freelancers, therapy-based businesses. Um, and we work with 100 plus businesses um, a year now. So we're already enrolling sort of five to 10 clients a month at the moment. Uh, we can take on as many as we want to. Um, I practice what I preach. Like I teach scalability. If you want a scalable business, then this is definitely for you. A couple of case studies which I prepared for you. So um, one, of, one of my um, sort of more well-known case studies, I guess, is um, Richard and Amy. So we started working together two and a half years ago. Um, when we first met, they were earning about 800 pounds a month between the two of them. Um, as time progressed, we managed to get them to a point whereby they, uh, well, in fact, um, just last month, I got an email from Richard saying they just hit £3,000 a month worth of recurring revenue from, from support. So they do web design and branding, WordPress websites. Uh, they were charging about £10 a month, £8 a month for support and hosting. They were charging about £400. So we, we managed to get them to a point whereby they could better articulate their value, treble their prices for the, web, the websites up front. And we increased the um, support fees like significantly so that it created sustainable revenue. So last month they did 3K just on support contracts. They did about uh, three and a half, 4K on website builds as well, um, which means that they did like six or 7K. I mean, they did four times the revenue just on recurring, just on recurring, okay? 
which means that even if they shut the business down to new business, they would still be making four times the amount they were making, close to four times the amount they were making, you know, two years ago. They've got married since we were working together. Um, believe they're looking at new houses and stuff like that as well. Uh, Richard has just, um, well, they both just got a new office um, so that now work is separate to home life. Obviously, they've got a couple of young kids so you know so it's all about like how can we build the the best sort of lifestyle business for you that's going to work better for you um little snippet from amy uh totally recommend robin business coaching three sessions in and our profits have doubled streamlined systems and processes in place what's not to love about that um this is lydia who is a branding consultant uh biggest single transaction to sale uh, uh this week six thousand dollars um uh, average um selling sales were much much lower than that when we first met i think um lydia was pushing about three thousand dollars a month now she's doing close to twenty thousand twenty five thousand dollars a month um which is absolutely phenomenal in parts not all down to the fearless um program uh, we've helped her refine her system she did manage to um they build squarespace website websites um, and uh, they managed to, they're quite lucky, they found a marketplace for people who are searching for Squarespace um, website developers. So that's kind of accelerated it, but also we helped her to get better at the sales process, sales conversations, better at sales processes and things like that as well. Um, so this is Ian, who's an accountant. So just sort of 18 months after starting working together, um, they're up £30,000 a year. So that's um, about 19% on their, their revenue uh, with 50 fewer clients. Okay, so we can, you can increase your turnover if you get your pricing and sales processes right, but have fewer clients. That's pretty cool. And normally the clients who leave when we put our prices up are a bit of a pain in the ass. So it's, you know, um, Ian's support calls have dropped as a result of this. Um, so this is Sally runs a local business director again she was earning a few hundred pounds a month when we first met first time I've taken two thousand pounds in a month uh, income has more than doubled since we've been working together uh, this is Lee runs um, a music school uh, so recent win record highest turnover this week hit a new milestone um, this is Sam. So Sam, again, was struggling with pricing her, her coaching program. Uh, awesome, awesome client. Um, oops, gone forward too far there. Um, but, you know, even there selling, you know, her coaching program for double, more than double what she was selling at before is, um, is a great result for her. And immediately, like you get, you get like extra bandwidth, you get more time when you're making more money. Um, the two are like, you know, intrinsically linked. <laughs> Uh, Hazel, um, increasing my prices to way beyond anything that I thought I could ever um, do, more than doubling my monthly profit. Okay, so it's not always about turnover, it's also about profit. Like when we put money in the top, we have a cash machine, it spits money out the bottom. So profit is important, and I'm going to talk about cash as well a bit later on. Because for me, like, you know, you'll have heard the saying, turnover is vanity, profit is sanity. Cash is king, and I 100% believe that. When you get your pricing right, you end up with surplus cash. It's a really good feeling, um, and we can get you there. It's, it's really not a problem. Almost done with the, um, so Hazel was an SEO company. Uh, Peter's recent, um, recent crew member, actually. Uh, we, call, we call them crew members and fearless crew. Uh, so Peter, um, they do um, uh, sort of systems design or business automation, those sorts of things. They were charging $250. They put it up a little bit. I suggested they like treble it. And so they've started selling them at $875 since we started working together. And that's only in about four weeks. And, um, uh, 
they've sold like three or four of these um, sm- short, smaller packages. Uh, I haven't got it in here, but um, Peter also announced they managed to get a contract so it's a big contract um, uh, somewhere in a 200 thousand to travel there, travel there. Um, and um, also they're going to be introducing sort of a coaching program as a result of that and that's going to give them some scalability recurring revenue and various other things so you can get some really cool results most of these um, examples I've shown you uh, well basically all of my clients when they come through the fearless Co- uh, accelerator we focus on pricing we just get you confident about putting your prices up straight away we have a three-step process that we take you through so it's not like it's just jack your prices up and that's it there is a science behind it it's not like you can just put your prices up so I'm going to kind of dig into a little bit of what that science is uh, quick question so carrie Ann's just put love your point about being brave with pricing my small local businesses so i always feel concerned that they don't have the budget to spend on my services so i feel like i should go in low how do i get brave well um fundamentally carry on this is this is about knowing your numbers if you filled your business up with low ticket clients you're just going to be like constantly spinning your wheels doing support and and never really feeling like you can scale this thing you'll just be constantly i call it the sales cycle of doom i'm going to talk about it a bit later on to sell deliver sell deliver sell deliver and like fundamentally there, there are 6 million small businesses in the UK uh, today. There are 70 million people, um, you know, residents of the UK. Okay, not all of them have money because some of them are children. Some of them are a bit older. They might not quite be in your niche, but there's a lot of opportunity out there. You don't need all of the clients. Like, it's actually okay. So I, I wear this band here. You may not be able to see it on the video. So I wear this band here. It says 7010.2 on it. Okay, so 70 prospects. 10 sales conversations and two sales, right? So for every two yeses that we get, there's 70 no's or 68 no's, sorry, which means that every business has an inherent amount of failure built into it. And most business owners, they, they fear rejection. They fear somebody saying no to them. But the reality is in order to have like a really successful small business, you don't need all of the clients. You just need a select few clients who really understand your true value that you're delivering with your product or service. Now, I don't know what you do. Maybe you can pop a note in there about what you do and I can kind of dig into this a bit later as we go through the presentation. Okay, so next up. So there's um, one of the first things to get to grips with when you're, when, you, um, when you're kind of understanding about the economics behind how to price your products is how you go about growing a business, okay? Because there's actually a number of different ways you can actually grow a business. It's not just about pricing, but I'm gonna dig into the three most common ways to grow a business, right? The first one is to cut costs. This is the accountant's favorite. Um, I love this statement. After years of margin improvement, there's nothing left but an empty box. I don't think there's any more we can cut. We can cost cuts. And then the chairman up there with the gray hair, we could phase out the box. Okay. In my opinion, yes, cutting costs has merit, has value, but it's... um, it creates short-term, short-term gains, but in terms of long-term sustainable growth, I don't feel it creates a massive impact. But let's say, for example, if you could save 500 quid or 1,000 pounds a month in your business and then put that into paid advertising, bit of science behind it, um, yeah, you could spin up your business all of a sudden. So if you take the cost which you cut, put it into another area of the business, maybe marketing, I don't know, um, then yeah, you could, you could potentially grow a business. Most small businesses that I work with, though, they're earning less, like I said, less than 25K. 
like you can save a few pounds, but it's not going to make a significant impact. So there are better ways to grow a business. The second way um, is to do more marketing, sell more of the same thing. And this is what most business owners spend all of their days and hours in their days doing, uh, going out there prospecting, doing social media and all this sort of stuff, uh, not really necessarily taking a scientific approach to it and just chucking out, um, uh, you know, just putting content out there, not really fully understanding the market, their market, not really fully understanding how to articulate their value and not really shouting about the results, not really doing marketing properly. Um, like if you take this example here, this is a little Fiat 500. Imagine if you take some rocket fuel and add it to this Fiat 500, it's going to go really fast for a really short period of time. And then all of a sudden it's just going to um, like explode. Okay. So because rocket fuel is designed for a rocket, it's not designed for this tiny little Fiat 500 engine. And in this analogy, that Fiat 500 engine is your business. It's like, it's your product, it's your pricing, it's how you're approaching marketing. It's like all of the, it's your finances. It's like all of the stuff that sits within your business, right? So if we add, if, there's, if there are problems here in your business and we add rocket fuel, which in this case is marketing, so we add more clients into the mix, it's just going to compound any problems with this business. So if you're not charging enough, if your product's not optimized well, if your systems and processes aren't flowing perfectly and you add a load, if you make your business busy, it's just going to break. It's just going to feel overwhelming, right? It's just, it's, it's just not going to work properly. It's not, you're not going to get scalability. Like, Rocket fuel is designed for a rocket. Marketing is designed, getting more clients is designed for a well-optimized business. And like fundamentally what I see a lot of um, small business owners doing is this. They're basically just spraying marketing shit all over their prospects and like not get it, wondering why they're not getting results. Okay. Wondering why business never really grows. Um, so we don't want to do this. So we're going to change that today. And I'll give, you, I'll give you a little example, right? And I want you to, if you're watching this, I actually want you to, to go through this exercise with me because I'm going to show you why marketing is fundamentally flawed in the modern age, okay? There are 10 times the number of businesses as there were 30 years ago. The internet has created a ton of opportunity, but equally it's created just a, a massive problem in that it's 10 times harder to get found, okay? So I want you to do this little exercise, right? And... And when you, as you're going through this, I want you to start commenting. I want you to pop some deep, like in the chat, the Facebook comments, like just as we're going through this exercise, I want you to get out your phone. Okay. So get your phone out. I want you to then go to, or you can, if you're watching this online, you can go to a web browser or whatever, but get your phone out, get, go to a web browser. Um, I want you to go to amazon.co.uk. Okay. In the search box in Amazon, just give me a little high five, like virtual high five or, you know, yes, we're doing this like in the comments chats. I want to, I want to see people actually work out whether people are actually doing this. It's an interesting experiment. Normally, obviously when I do this talk live, I get the immediate feedback because I can see people getting the phones out and stuff. So got your phone out. You've gone to Amazon. Uh, in the search box, I want you to type in Robin Waite. Okay. There you'll get a list of my books. I want you to go to Take Your Shot or any of the other books and I want you to buy the Kindle version of it. And I'm being serious. I want you to go and do this exercise, okay? Now, when I do this, this exercise, and I actually want you to buy one of the books, okay? Kindle or paperback or whatever, right? If you're worried about the money, I'll reimburse it. Probably, I know what's going on here because I've done this a number of times live. And what, 
if you think about it, I've just given you five very simple steps to go through to buy my product. In essence, it, call it a customer journey, call it marketing, right? Now, look at it this way. You're in my Facebook group or you're listening to this po- as a podcast or whatever, where, you know, watching this on YouTube, you can see me, uh, you can see all the books that I've written. I have, I would say a lot of credibility and authority in what I do. Yet some of you won't have even bothered doing this exercise because you just don't trust me. Fundamentally, there'll be a reason why you're just like, what's he going to get me to do? This is like your, your heckles will get up, will get up partway through the steps. You'll go, oh, he's going to get me to buy the book. Isn't he clever? Like, so, so there's a trust issue going on here to start off with. The second thing is there'll be a group of you who will be like, well, I don't have a Kindle, you know, or I can't buy the Kindle. So, you know, you'll, you'll fail at that point. Uh, there'll be some of you who will just be like, well, I just won't buy anything. I just won't do anything. I'm here to get f- like free information and I, I'm not just not going to buy anything. Right. But I'm, I'm giving you all of the stuff, like the, I'm giving you the gold right now. I'm giving you priceless information from a trustworthy, um, you know, I, I've been in business for a long time. I've got books, like all this stuff. Think about it. Amazon has spent billions of dollars developing their platform, the Kindle platform, and some of you can't even buy the Kindle, right? So, and typically when I do this in front of a live audience, only about a third of the audience ever go through the five steps and buy the book. And I'll, and I'll give you, buy the Kindle. I'll give you a free paperback anyway. Like, it doesn't matter, right? So we have this perfect customer journey there, but only a third of people can actually buy. And yet we think that if we're going to just keep on marketing and we expect that when we're marketing, we're going to get immediate results and people are going to buy. It just doesn't work like that in this day and age. So we've got to do things differently, okay? We've got to look at other areas of our business to optimize and not just focus on marketing. This is super, super important stuff here. I hope this is kind of making sense. If you went through this exercise, just drop me a comment or a message in the chat or whatever, just to, just to say, yeah, I get it, Rob. That kind of makes sense. Like fundamentally what's happening here is there is already tension in the marketplace. Okay. And I hope you see what I mean by that. There is already tension in the marketplace. Okay. Because, because of trust, because of like the scams that are out there because of, you know, just technology not working, all of this sort of stuff. Like, and, and we, and we wonder why, wonder why we market and it just doesn't work. Well, this is why. Okay. And fundamentally, one of the major reasons is like people are just, um, business owners find it just very hard to get across their value that they deliver in their marketing messaging. Okay. Now I could do a whole talk on marketing. It's really, you know, uh, but I think you're going to get more value if we dig into the pricing. Cause I think that will start to open up some, uh, uh, it will start to create some kind of like mindset, uh, you know, triggers that will, you'll be like, well, actually I can take some of the elements of this and tweak the way that I'm talking about my products or services. Okay. But fundamentally where you've got to get to is like, you've got to be able to demonstrate to your prospects that there is a heaven if they buy your product, but there is a hell if they don't. Okay. It's a really powerful message. Now, most of us, because probably a lot of my clients are British, we struggle to articulate like and shout about our results because we're modest people. Like we don't want to like be out there going, Hey, look at me. I'm so amazing. But it's a, again, it's a different value proposition. I'm saying, well, Hey, actually, like I did at the start, here's some of the results which my clients get. That's quite different to, Hey, I'm amazing. Right. But the hell if you don't like we're, we're afraid of getting rejected. So we don't tell clients what the biggest challenge is going to be if they don't buy our product. 
Like what is, what is, what are the biggest pr- problems or challenges people get? So for example, like I know if you don't come onto the fearless business accelerator, you'll, you'll create success. Eventually you'll go off and find other products. You'll find this unicorn marketing thing that will start working for your business. Hopefully maybe even after this workshop, you'll have put your prices up. But fundamentally I know that there's, there are things which business owners struggle with from a mindset perspective that just stop them from making those big decisions. I talked about it right at the start of the webinar, like creating that future vision and making decisions based on that, on that future vision is really where success lies. If you're making decisions based on your current circumstances, I can guarantee that it is compounding the problems in your business. Cause it will be like problem after problem after problem. It will be scarcity after scarcity after scarcity, just month after month where you're just, you're doing all this work and you're not quite, getting the results which you want, okay? So, um, and I know that you'll just carry on doing that regardless. Worst case scenario, you'll end up having to go back out and get a job. I, I don't want that. Fundamentally, I failed if that happens. If somebody comes through my program and, and like we don't double or treble their turnover, I fundamentally failed them, okay? So, and, and not only that, like it might take, you could do this on your own, but it might take you two, three years, five years, 10 years, and eventually you'll get the success you want and the lifestyle you want and the money you want. Not that it's just about money, but you know, you get all of the freedoms, all of the autonomy. But what if you could do it in 12 weeks? Okay. Why struggle for two years when you've got a tried and tested process you know, that you can go through in 12 weeks. So, so it's having this ability to be able to articulate value and all of you can articulate your value in exactly the same way that I've just done. So where it gets really interesting is the third way to grow a business. Okay. So this is now digging into the pricing side of things, right? I mentioned earlier on the sales cycle of doom, sell, deliver, sell, deliver, sell, deliver. Okay. And, um, this is what day to day most businesses go through. Okay. Um, you, you, you're restricted by time. You're constantly busy. You're not making enough money. Uh, clients are getting frustrated. You're getting frustrated and you're just, and I don't know about you, but the definition of success for me isn't going around in circles. <laughs> it's just a, sorry, a mental note. Don't use that joke again. Um, anyway. Um, so there, there are basically like fears which kick in when we start to talk about pushing your prices up. Cause fundamentally what's going to happen is we're going to be talking about putting your prices up. Okay. So, Fundamentally, um, there are two clients, two, two types of clients. One is your existing client base who you push your pricing up. It's going to jar with them. You're going to be worried about losing them. Um, but there are ways and means of putting your prices up and, you know, a bit of positive PR. You just, you, you how you kind of express it is, um, look, you know, business has changed. We're bringing in more stuff that we're going to be able to offer you and your prices are going to be going up in, in three or six months time or however long. So we're giving you a bit of advance notice. Um, please feel free to have a conversation with us. Um, if you want to, I would actually go in and speak to each one of my clients if I was going to be putting their prices up because it's a sales, it's a sales opportunity. It's a sales conversation. It's not a, it's not an announcement. Hey, we're putting a price up prices up. It's a, it's a, Hey, let's have a conversation about how we can add more value to your business, get you better results, but it's going to cost you a little bit more because ultimately we want to grow our business too. Second type of client, uh, a new prospects, and they haven't been exposed to your pricing before. So they've got nothing to compare this to. Okay. So potentially a competition and talk about that a bit later on. Um, but you can afford to change your prices like regularly. Remember I talked about 
David Beckham practicing, don't just adjust your prices to like once or twice a year. You could, if you don't advertise your prices anyway, you could be constantly adjusting and pitching different price points until you reach an equilibrium. And like, because you can't put your prices up, like everything is like constricted. You can't, you can't expand out of that. But the moment you put your prices up and you'll see like as a rule of thumb here to, to like, there's three times the number of pound signs that are here. If you double or treble your prices, all of a sudden you get a bit more money. You get a bit of extra time to deliver a better quality product and you also get more money on the back end. Okay. So in this, in this alternative reality here, we need fewer clients. Like we don't need as many clients as we needed before. We have more time to deliver a better quality product and we get paid more for the privilege of it. Is this making sense? We, you don't need all of the clients. If you can get that one single mindset shift where you're not going out there chasing like all of the clients, um, that will fundamentally change your outlook on your business and the potential for your business. Just one simple mindset shift. You don't need all of the clients. And I'm going to give you a few more as well. So uh, just to dig into that a little bit more, Oh, and by the way, as well, like fearless business, just to let me clarify, like it's not about being reckless. Fearless business is about fearing the things in business ever so slightly less that scare you, i.e. putting your prices up, right? So um, if you're worried about putting your prices up, it's perfectly natural. I've helped hundreds of business owners go through the process of putting the prices up. You can do it, right? I've helped hundreds of business owners do this. Um, but the reason why you're experiencing the fear is because you don't know how to do it yourself. Okay. You've got this guy telling you to put your prices up and immediately it's like gut reaction. Oh no, I couldn't possibly put my prices up, but trust me, you all can, but there is a process which you need to go through. So I just want to run through like the three common pricing mistakes. Cause again, it's important to know a bit of the theory, kind of what's going on behind the scenes. So first the common price mistake, which I see is charging time for money. There's a fantastic book. It's called Million Dollar Consulting. Um, if you get a chance, get hold of it. Um, where basically um, he talks about charging by the hour or charging by the day is fundamentally unethical. Now, I know that most of us are like ethical, upstanding, moral human beings, but, um, you know, and we're not going to like rack up the hours just so we can make more money. But there is, if you think about it this way, there is the potential that you could, Okay. And also, not only is there the potential that you could rack up the hours, and it's, it's one of those things where it's, um, I don't know if you've heard of Parkinson's law. So Parkinson's law works for time, it works for money. Um, Parkinson's law states that if you have a task which should take two hours and you allow eight hours for it, you'll make it four times more complex to fill up the time. Same with money. Whatever money you earn, you will spend because that's the bandwidth. You, you know, it's just the way it works. So again, you have to have a different mindset to, in order to build up and accrue wealth. Um, you know, again, it's, it's just a subtle shift. So if you're selling time for money, like fundamentally it's un unethical and really how you should be charging is based on results. And I'm going to dig into what that looks like a bit later on. Okay. And most of you will be thinking, Oh, I couldn't possibly charge on results. Like how I price my products is X number of hours times by depends. Right? And that's an actual formula like the depends bit because every client's different. Well, no, they're not. Okay. Fundamentally, we can get you to a point whereby you can have three to three to five core products or packages that you sell to your clients with a specific set of features, a specific set of outcomes that they deliver that will satisfy 80 to 90% of the marketplace. Those 10 to 20% of clients who 
those core products don't fit, want a custom job, it takes longer, there are problems, and they are a fucking pain in the ass. I'll be blunt, okay? And we don't want those 10 to 20% clients in our businesses, okay? And there's a process which you can use to qualify them out, okay? But there is a way to charge based on results, package everything up, and escape that time for money trap, because that's what it is. And like, fundamentally, the one one most scarce resource that you have is you and your time, Okay, so if you're selling like hours of your time, it's like you're selling hours of your soul and you only have like 160 pieces of your soul to sell every month, right? So stop doing that. You don't need to do that. The second pricing mistake is charging what everybody else is charging. So uh, this was interesting. I did a talk on uh, yesterday, in fact, uh, sorry, Monday. And I asked the question, like, how did you go about choosing your prices for your program? or for your, for your service. And they said, well, we, we went out and we looked at the competition and we charged how much, you know, what they were charging roughly. And one person said, well, we even dropped the charge because it, we felt like it would make us more competitive, right? So I was like, well, okay, riddle me this. Um, how do you think they set their prices? And they went, ah, well, they probably went out and looked at the competition and to, cool. How do you think those people set their prices? Oh, well, they probably went out and looked at the competition and uh, cool so there's no like we're doing it this we're doing this by like uh, meritocracy like a democracy we're not doing this like using a scientific method which is to go out and get data and test it <laughs> and imagine that we've got this this circle of like well this person's basing their prices on what this person's charging who's basing it on what this person's charging he's basing it on what this person's charging it who's looked at this person to see what they're charging and how do we know that like this lady's actually right in terms of what she's charging okay so you can see the dilemma here um 95 of people could all be charging the same amount but they might all be wrong <laughs> like fundamentally so this just a little case study this is similar to um rich and amy's story and actually this is why why i coached them the way that I did in order to get the results that we got. So we, when we first started out building websites back in 2004, we were charging £10 a month for support and hosting. When the recession hit, we put our price, I had a big argument with my business partner. He said, oh, we'll put our price up 10, 10 to 20%. Every, it, like the internet was booming. Um, this is in 2007, 2008. And um, everybody was like, driving prices down. And I was like, we've got to go the other way. Like, I think they're wrong. I think we need to go the other way. And there's an opportunity here because everybody was like going this way. And people, are, I reckon there was, I thought that there was an audience out there for high value, like people who really valued a, a really good quality product, high quality product. Uh, and he's like 10 or 20%. I said, no, let's five exit. So we put it up to 50 pound a month. We had 120 clients at the time. We lost 40 clients. Okay. But our revenues went up two and a half times. Now of those 40 clients, what was interesting, um, not of those 40 clients, those 40 clients were basically a pain in the ass because straight away our support calls dropped by 80%. <sighs> what a great, I mean, I didn't even anticipate that. So we've got fewer clients. We've got 80% less support calls as a result of it because we've lost the pain in the ass clients out of our business and our revenues have gone up two and a half times. Now, this one single decision saw us through the recession, okay? This, is, this meant we moved office twice. Um, when we brought on new clients of £50 a month, all of a sudden, everything compounded. Remember, like our world just exploded. We made more money. We had more time to deliver a better quality product. We had happier clients. We made more money on the back end, okay? So pricing is like absolutely intrinsic 
to um, like your business growth. Yeah, marketing's important, okay? Yeah, getting the right product is important. Getting results is important. But pricing is going to be the thing that you can change right now, today, that, that yes, there'll be a short lag, but in two or three months' time, you will be thanking me, okay? The third common mistake then is, base, is discounting um, your core product. So a lot of people offer discounts to attract their um, prospects into their business. Stop doing that because the, the people, are, if they're going to buy something, right? If somebody's already bought something from you, they're actually 15 times more likely to buy a product from you anyway. So a discount never really attracts people in. But what you may need to do is have like um, what we call marketing assets over here. So you don't discount the core product, which is where most of your or all of your revenue is generated but you might have some marketing assets over here that you can afford to, you know, it's all about perceived value, right? I give these books away. Perceived value of this book is 10 pounds. Typically, if you walk into Waterstones, most business books are about a tenner. Okay. Cost me two pounds to print. Um, but if I give it away to you, it's almost like I'm handing you over a tenner plus all of the value, like valuable, like insights inside the book and things like that. So is there a way that you can build marketing assets that you can discount, give away for free. You've just got to build them once. Like you can just give them away time and time again. That's not going to hurt your business. If you're discounting your core product, it's going to hurt your business because you're not getting paid your true worth over here. And one of the other things as well is you could lump your core products together. So in this example, we used to um, deliver a one-day branding workshop, 1,500 pounds, which again was about three times the price that most designers were charging if you worked out the hourly rate. Um, so, you know, we would deliver this in about six hours. So actually we were getting paid quite handsomely for this over 200 pounds an hour for this, but it was about capacity. We had the capacity to deliver this next day, potentially if we had a designer free, if we could just, and, but what we used to do is I would get people, you see, we've got this contract here. I'd get people to tick the one day branding workshop, sign and date it. This is like sales, like directly face to face. Oh gosh, Robin, it sounds amazing. Cool. Look, you good to go. Yeah, cool. Okay. So we signed date it. I'm waiting for them to tick the box. What I used to say to them is, because we, we also had these two, two bonus days as well, I'd say, if you tick either stationary pack day or display pack day, um, we'll knock 250 pounds off. And about half the people would just tick a box. So it's like immediate upsell, okay? Because they've already bought. So we, get, we tap into that buying mindset. And, but like fundamentally though, we'd actually taken that 250 and we'd actually lumped it into this day anyway. So regardless of whether they signed up for one or two of these days, like we were going to make as much money as we were going to make before. So you can offer discounts based on volume once somebody has already purchased. Hope that kind of makes sense. Okay. So, but discounts on your core product, bad. Don't do discounting. Okay. Cause otherwise people just know you as being a discounting warehouse. Lots of threes today. I'm sorry. So another three. So this is going to be about three ways to price your products. Okay. Is again, just to, so you understand the difference between, um, sort of, products and services and how you should price them. So the first way is commoditized pricing. So where everybody was like selling hosting support like dirt cheap and you got free Weebly, Wix, WordPress, blah, 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 blah. blah. So that's like stack them high, sell them cheap. Um, you know, there are business with businesses which ultimately scale, but when I see businesses like trying to sell commoditized products, like 90% of them have gone out of business in the first 12 months right? So commodity, especially if you're a service-based business, you don't want to be competing on price. Okay. I'll say that again. 
as a service-based business, you do not want to be competing on price. This is really, really, really important. Okay. So um, what we want to be doing is, is shifting up, like moving up the scale of opportunity. And we do that through two different ways. So the first one is, and this is how most of you will be delivering your service value. So it's selling time for money, right? Fundamentally. Um, there's, there's not much more to it there. It's basically just a simple exchange of time for money, your hours for some money, okay? Um, but it doesn't provide scalability. The other way and the better way is results. So what we do in Fearless Business is we spend most of our time shifting people from uh, that value-driven exchange into getting more focused on results and outcomes for their clients. And ultimately what this hangs on is your ability to articulate your value, okay? So um, think about it this way. And like you'll have seen this before, what's that? It's a drill. What do you use a drill for? To drill a hole. And that's where most of the experts and gurus stop. Oh, I'm so clever. Hey, why do you buy a drill to drill a hole? Right. But look at it this way. Okay. And this is where we get into like the nuts and bolts of being able to articulate your value better. Uh, great book that you should all be reading is Simon Sinek. Start with why. Um, Cause he talks about the five whys being able to drill down into the customer's pain points and problems. And actually I bet what would, what would really help alongside what I'm about to tell you is if you wrote down a list of 99 pain points, your customers experience, 99 problems, right? Uh, you will find that it will all come out in this, right? So it's not about the drill. It's not about the hole. It's not about the rule plug that we put into the hole to hang the bracket on. It's not about the bracket that we use to attach the picture to or the picture frame. Actually, the real benefit behind the benefit, the real, the real tangible thing that we can get stuck into here, the real the real value proposition. So it's not about the wallpaper the bracket. It's not about the picture. Actually, this particular picture, um, I drew with my grandfather when I was five years old and we put it on his wall at home and we used to pretend we were art critics. It used to be really good fun. Like we used to roll on the floor laughing. He recently passed away and um, he left this picture to me in his will. Okay. How's that for articulating value? It's not about the drill, it's not about the hole. Like you can go several layers deep on your customers' pain points and problems. And if you can, if you can do that, you can command a higher price for what you do because you understand your clients' problems and pain points, right? Just to kind of give you a little bit of an example as well around sort of pricing and different products and things like that. So I've got, this is this like two more slides will be done in like wrapping up in sort of five minutes or so. Um, Karen's put a, a comment in there, so I'll, I'll come back to that in a second. Um, so some of you may have seen this example before. So I did some work with a local shed um, building company. So they used to sell sheds at £450 each, £100 net profit. They used to take a day to build. And towards the end of their first coaching session with me, they um, started talking about these amazing, like, they don't look anything like this. This is a terrible diagram which I've drawn, but these amazing like garden studios, like cedar cladding and all that sort of stuff. So they sold them for £15,000 each. Um, if you do the maths, one of these makes 50% more profit than putting up 30 sheds. And it takes about a third of the time to build as 30 sheds. They've actually optimized this further. They've, they're now selling them for 20 to 25K, making eight to 9,000 pounds net profit on these. So I need to update my slide really. Um, I just kept it simple. Um, and they've managed to reduce the time down to five days because of the um, components that they're building. So I was like, Hey guys, why are you knackered and like building so many sheds when, why don't you just focus on building like one of those a month, one, one garden studio a month. So first and foremost, they said, well, we bought a shed business. It's like, Oh, 
no. Um, you can diversify. You can introduce other products. The second thing as well, remember I talked about like marketing assets, demonstrating value, you know, the books and all that sort of stuff. Well, on their forecourt, they just had sheds. So I was like, well, what you need is some show studios, you know, let's build some show studios and then you can actually show your clients what you want. And even before they'd finished building their first show studio, they'd actually started taking deposits for other studios because people would come in thinking they needed a shed. Uh, and that was like what they wanted maybe for an outdoor office or a workshop or something like that. They would then see the show studio and go, Ooh, shiny. I want that. Okay. So you've got to be able to demonstrate value to people as well. The other thing as well was like, um, and I'll just pose this question back to you. Now, if you were, if you were these guys and you were, um, your target was to, to, to sell one a month. So if you were to sell one on day one, how would you feel? You'd be like, yay, tickly boo, this is amazing. Like we've, we've hit our quota. It's going to take away, it's going to put a deposit down the holiday. All this, like, I don't know how you'd celebrate, but um, down a pub, whatever. Right. But if you get to day 29, 4.59 p.m., and you still haven't sold one, what's happening? Um, you're panicking, right? Um, you know, I've got bills to pay, what staff to pay. Uh, oh, what happens if we don't sell one? Like, you know, um, all of this sort of stuff. I've got no work. Like, the fears kind of kick in. But day 30 comes around, and you sell one. Now, the reality is actually whether you sell it on day one, day 30. And remember I said 70, 10, two businesses as a science, it is predictable. If you get all of your, your assets, your product working well, your pricing sorted, if your marketing's working well for you, if you can demonstrate value, like business can become predictable. Actually, it doesn't matter whether you sell one on day one or day 30. Okay. Um, the only difference is that during that time period, all of the stories that you tell yourself up here in your mindset. Okay. Because like you just, you, you, you think of all of the worst case scenarios that, that can possibly happen. Okay. That's the only difference. So you've got to make business predictable. You've got to be brave with your pricing and, and build better products and then start to, to, to build up a buffer. Last slide. Okay. Almost the last night, penultimate slide. So if you were to, if you were to have a fiver and, and, and make a transaction with a five pound note, um, you're fairly desensitized to five pound notes. Um, you're, you know, it's a fairly common thing to go out and buy products for five pounds, but I want you to start to think about some of the higher value, um, some of the higher value, uh, things that you've bought in the past. So whether it's a house or a watch or a, a nice dress or a car or, um, and I'm not saying this because like, you know, these are just tangible things that we go out and buy, maybe a laptop or just a treat for yourself, a spa day, or it could be anything like um, a day out for the children. Think about, think about the times when you've scrimped and things have gone wrong with it. Think about the times when you've spent a bit more money on it. Okay. Now, um, if I were to, if I were to buy something, if let's say, for example, if I were to sell you this book for a five, you'd be like, cool, five, a good, good value for money. Right. If I were to, buy the book from you for 50 pounds, right? Okay. So I, I do, I'm not showing off now. I carry these because it desensitizes me to money. It desensitizes me to pricing. There's the mindset thing behind it. So I carry these around. You're going to be wondering why I'm hanging out now and nick my wallet, but probably <laughs> I'm joking, of course. But one of the reasons why, so that, I mean, it's, it's still paper. It's still like, you know, like a fiver. It's a bit of paper with numbers and things like printed on it. Okay. But you look at that, it, A, it's scarce. 
so we don't see as many of those. I like I hold these and I get a nice warm fuzzy feeling. I bet if I bet if you think, imagine if you were holding a fifty pound note now and maybe buying something with a fifty pound note, right? You don't have to necessarily understand why, but you probably just feel even just a teeny weeny little bit better about yourself. And like fundamentally, it's because um, of the value that we place on on these, as opposed to the value we place on a five. Now, there's a tangible value: five pounds versus fifty pounds. But it's also about how we feel about it. That that um, intangible value that we place on these on things on money on business services and products and things like that okay it's the mindset side of things now i don't know about you but when i've saved up for something and spend a bit more money on something it makes me feel better about buying that thing okay so think about it this way next time you're selling your product or service to somebody and you're selling it cheap versus if you were to sell it for double or treble the amount you're about to propose to that client, they're actually going to enjoy. Because if they're going to buy, they're going to buy anyway. It doesn't matter really about the price unless it's like utterly ridiculous, right? But fundamentally, if they buy something that's worth more, they are going to feel better about the pro like through the process of buying a more expensive product it's going to make them feel better like you are helping people to feel better you can deliver it you know that you can deliver a better quality product you've got more time to deliver that product you're going to make more money on the back end of it so everything like in that whole transaction if you're charging more both parties benefit and feel better through that process the client because they're spending more is going to be more committed to helping you get that result as well think about that okay mindset shift number two the more the client pays the more committed they are to that product that relationship and to you okay so the overall result is going to get better right so here are the three steps that you go through uh, around pricing in order to put your prices up so first of all you have mindset um most people basically lack the strength and courage to put their price up in the first place. They don't understand the economics behind like why pricing is so important. They're fearful. You'll be fearful of like putting your price up in case it like alienates and pushes clients away. Yeah. More people will say no. That's, that's absolutely fine. No is an okay word in business. Okay. But what we want to do is we want to get fewer, more committed clients who are paying a lot more. Does that make sense? So the second step then is to go through a process of validation. We don't pitch this to one person. Then they go, oh, it's expensive. And you go, oh, well, everybody thinks it's expensive, right? That's one person, okay? You have to go out and gather the data and pitch this to a load of different people, okay? And stand firm. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take some time, which is the third part of the pricing, sort of the three stages, okay? So give yourself eight weeks, 12 weeks, six months or whatever to pitch different price points and gather a lot of data back. Now, fundamentally, I know why you're going to struggle with this. Okay. We have the three core pillars in fearless. We have the products, we have the pricing, we have lead flow. If your product is better and your prices are higher, you do need to be better at selling. Okay. So it's just something to bear in mind. Okay. But you can go into those sales conversations now armed with the knowledge I've just given you over the last hour or so. Um, with more confidence around why, like how to articulate your value, 
I would hope, which naturally is going to make you better at selling. But fundamentally, you will have to like up your game into, like from a sales perspective, have, be- have slightly better systems and processes in place to better qualify your leads and prospects. Um, and then also like upskill in terms of the, the sales conversation itself. It, selling a 10K or a thousand pound product is a very different proposition or sales conversation to selling a 10,000 pound product. Okay. So just bear that in mind. Right. But even with the knowledge you've got now, you should be able to put your price up, get out there and test it and, and get some positive feedback and maybe even get some clients at a higher price point. So finally, um, obviously we suffer more in imagination than in reality. Uh, it's a great quote by Seneca. Like the more we think about things, like the stories and the fears kind of kicking in, we kind of like trick ourselves into like, uh, but what happens is we then make decisions based on those fears and we don't take action. We don't put our prices up and we still bitch and moan that business is hard and then we're not re- earning enough money. And why me? Why am I, I'm, I'm a really clever person. Why am I not earning enough money? And all this sort of thing, okay? If you can start to just put this to tap into this, but put your imagination to one side and start to go out there and actually get tangible data, you'll start to see results. You'll start to see improvements in your business. You'll start to leverage your products and your pricing better. You'll start to have cash in your bank. Okay. That's fundamentally what this is about. That's me done for the day. I've kind of exhausted myself. I've talked to you for an hour. Um, I really hope that was um, uh, uh, sort of interesting for you. uh, I'm happy to take some questions or I've got to go. I've actually got to go now because I've got an appointment to go to. But like, if you've got questions, actually, I suggest what you probably do is um, uh, hit me up. Go to fearless.biz forward slash app. I've, I'm offering a free 30-minute diagnostic call uh, to anyone, regardless of whether you've had my stuff before or not, as a respective, it doesn't matter. I'd love to catch up with all of you and talk about pricing. No, Karen, you've got a question there. So by all means, jump onto fearless.biz forward slash app. Um, I'd love to catch up with you anyway, and we'll have a chat. Um, it's not a sales conversation. It's actually a genuine offer just to kind of sit down and like coach you for 30 minutes to see if we can help to unpack your business a bit, look at your offer, look at how you're pricing it currently and see if we can kind of give you a couple of breakthroughs to take forward with your business. Yeah, if fearless business is a good fit, fantastic. That would be amazing. Um, but I, I'm not, I don't do high, high pressure selling or anything like that. It's not the way I work. Um, hope you, you know, I'll ask you a question actually just to kind of close. And based on kind of what you've been listening to over the last hour, um, from the start of the last hour to, to now, what is the likelihood? Like if you were like a two out of 10, I'm going to put my, I was going to put my price up. Basically you weren't going to put your price up. Are you more likely to put your prices up now? Cause there we go. Carrie Ann said yes straight away. So that, that one impact for me there, Carrie Ann is, is what I wanted to see. Okay. Be brave, Carrie Ann. Like don't just put it up by 10 or 20%, like try different stuff out, get better at articulating your value. Um, Karen, yeah, if you can wrestle, wrestle what you sell into packages, um, you can absolutely, there isn't a business out, this is a challenge, there isn't a business out there that I haven't been able to like productize their service. So um, yes, absolutely, you can get it into packages, okay? Even, even if like you end up with three like core products which are like packaged, plus you have your custom bespoke platinum plus one over here, okay? So um, cool, I'm going to leave it there. Um, there we go. James just said, I've not seen the whole session, but after our conversation, yes. Um, awesome. Um, so yeah, so there we go. Three impacts. Um, I've, that's it. Um, 
uh, I'm done basically. Like, <laughs> I don't know why I'm waffling now. I just seem to be waffling. It's daft. Um, cool. So three impacts immediately. You're welcome, Carrie Ann. You're welcome, Karen. Uh, you're welcome, Jane. Um, you're welcome, Natalie. Um, like, please do go and book in a session, fearless.biz forward slash app. I'll also stick um, this link into the comments. Um, and then away we go. Uh, I don't know. Somebody's just put some sad faces up there. Hopefully there's going to be lots of smiley faces. I should have encouraged you all to do the smiley face thing at the start. And, you know, so if, if you enjoyed this, like hit the hearts, hit the, hit the like button. Um, and um, I think that's probably it for now. Like, I'm happy to take questions um, in the comments uh, if you're watching this on the Facebook Live and um, have a chat with you afterwards. 